Venomous Duck Media presents Gareth and the Lost Island Episode 6 Saint Marine Disclaimer This audio drama should be considered rated PG-13 for discussions of sexual hijinks, drinking, consuming questionable potions, brief moments of violence, crude language, and even cruder humour. Please use caution when listening in public, as this story may cause audible laughter. Venomous Duck Media is not liable for any strained abdominal muscles you may receive while listening, or the strange looks you might get from other commuters. If laughter persists for more than four hours, seek immediate medical attention. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that, please? I haven't had that good of a laugh in a long time. Elizabeth is sending me into the city of St. Maureen to sell the figurines. Go on, lass. Tell us again why she can't come into town with us. Elizabeth is on probation here for drunk and disorderly conduct. After a few too many... She decided to perform an impromptu burlesque show in front of the courthouse. Even though the magistrate said it was the most unique and entertaining thing he'd seen in a long time, he found her guilty anyway. The magistrate told her that if she was arrested again, he would have her spend the entire time of her suspended sentence performing the act three times a day with an extra matinee on Sundays, or pay a fine greater than the value of the glorious dawn. (laughs) Stop it, you two. It isn't that funny. Okay, well, maybe it is, but it wasn't all her fault. The local alcoholic beverages are brewed with Cadanius flowers to give them extra flavor. What are Cadanius flowers? Codanius flowers are the main component in most major aphrodisiacs. My great-great-great-grandfather was the first to use the flowers in a mixture to treat erectile dysfunction. The great success of that potion is how my family got our last name, Granite Staff. The locals must have developed a tolerance for it, since Hadronus isn't overrun with the people of St. Maureen. If you don't mind, Gareth, I would appreciate it if you sold our share of the figurines to whomever Izzy lines up to sell theirs. I'm off to find the nearest pub to experience these Cadanius laced beverages for myself. Sure. Just remember what happened to the captain in case you suddenly decide to put on a show. Come on, Gareth. The main bazaar isn't too far from here. My lady, might I offer to escort you on this outing? Why, thank you, Professor. Hopefully, this outing will be less exciting than our first date. So, do you have a plan for selling the figurines? Yes, sort of. Well, at least a vague one. I thought we could wander around the bazaar and try to find shops that sold similar items. Then, we could ask the owners if they wanted to buy the figurines. 
Is he? That's not exactly the best. Oof! I can't believe how rude that dwarf was. They didn't even apologize for knocking me over. Here, let me help you up. Thanks. Gareth! That little bastard stole the bag with the figurines! Hurry, we need to catch them before they get lost in the crowd! Damn it! We lost them! Maybe not. Hold on. Excuse me, which way did the short, rude person wearing a dirty gray robe go? They ran that way, and then turned left at the stall belonging to the man who always smells of boiled cabbage. Oh, thank you. Izzy, follow me. Now where? Let me listen to the conversation. Got it. Those dryads are wondering what this small, strange-smelling dwarf was running from. Considering all three of them are looking at the same alley, it's a pretty safe bet where our thief went. You head down the alley. That pair of cyclops gives me an idea. I'll try and cut the dwarf off. This is one of the reasons I love my engine room so much. No running. Okay, here I go. Hey! Gatsu no ukadid. Okay, here. This is only slightly different than what you did at the Sea Labs with Henry. I just hope I stick the landing this time. One, two, three! Huh, that actually worked. Now, where did our thief go? Oh, there you are. Gotcha. Izzy, go down to the next intersection and turn right. Gareth? How did you end up on the roof of a two-story building? I'll explain later. Hurry, they're getting away. Ah. Gareth? I'm okay. <laughs> Gareth, as someone who wears a brassiere, I can safely say that on your head isn't the proper way. On the other hand, that blue sundress wrapped around your neck really suits you. Thanks. Oh, the thief is doubling back and heading off to the left now. If we hurry, we can cut them off. The money's worth the running. The money's worth the running. The money is worth the running. Gareth, what are you doing? You're outpacing the thief and running out of building rapidly. And now you're running even faster. I need to distract the thief to give Gareth time to do whatever he's planning. Oi, vertically challenged thief. You've got loo paper stuck to your sandal. Huh? I do? No, I don't. Hey, wait. It's that lady that I stole this bag from. How'd she follow me? With what I just saw added to the stories Trollness has told me of Gareth growing up, I have only one question. How in the hells is he still alive? At least he distracted the thief. Now's my chance. Did that idiot just jump off a two-story? <laughs> This beard's a fake. You're not a dwarf. Oh, yeah? Well, judging from your weight, I'm guessing you're not a pixie. Oh, you are so going to regret saying that. Wait, Izzy. She's just a kid. A kid? You're right. She is a little girl. Grab her so she can't get away. Let go! No. I'll be taking my bag back, thank you very much. 
Oh, you can't blame a thief for trying to make a living. As the person who you stole from, I can and I do. Okay, that's fair, I suppose. I think we need to go have a chat with your parents. Hard to do, seeing I ain't got none. What should we do with her? Based on her threadbare clothes, and the fact that she's almost thin enough to disappear if she turns sideways, there's only one place I can think of to take her. Grab her other arm. The place I'm thinking of isn't too far away. I saw it while running on the rooftops. No, let me go! You got your stuff back. Nope, you're coming with us, whether you want to or not. You know, you should probably let me go and get your boyfriend checked out by a doctor. I think he must have hit his head when he tried to fly without an airship. This isn't a city guard post, it's a tavern. I promise to live a just life and give up my misguided ways while you get him help. Izzy, if you get the door, I'll keep a hold of her. It was worth a shot. Barkey, we'll take three, no, make that four lunch specials and four desserts too. We'll be in that booth in the back corner. If I let go of your arm, will you promise to stay long enough to have lunch with us? Wait, lunch? It's a meal, usually eaten around midday, but that's not important now. Ha ha, fine. If you want to feed me, I'm not gonna say no. <clears throat> Good, cause holding onto your arm is killing mine. Henry always made it look so easy when he was demonstrating how to do a shoulder roll to bleed off momentum. Here, looks like you could use the extra serving. My name is Gareth, by the way. The woman you stole from is my friend, Izzy. Tish! What? Tish, that's my name. I've only visited St. Marine a few times, but on each visit, I was asked to donate to the local orphanages fund. Why are you living on the street if there are several orphanages in town? It's not always that black and white, Izzy. Even in the good orphanages, like the one I was in, Things can get pretty bad. The staff can only be so many places at one time, and some of the older kids exploit that fact. In the bad orphanages, it's usually better to live on the streets, so you don't have to worry about both the older kids and the adults who are supposed to be protecting you. Places like St. Marine, which have a high number of parentless refugees, usually ends up with more of the bad type than the good ones. Garrus right. Most of the orphanages in St. Marine are not so secretly run by the skilled ones. The strong children are taken away to be sold as slaves while the pretty ones are sold closer to home to local brothels. Miss Harjarth had negotiated a contract to sell me to a brothel that specialized in young girls. Once I got too old to attract the sick bastards they call customers, I was going to be resold to one of the Atrium mines the scaled ones run. Where is that bitch? Gareth? I'll need your help to move the body back to the Glorious Dawn. Oh, don't worry. The others won't mind. Once I explain to them why I strangled the bitch with her own tongue. It's okay, Izzy. Uh, sit back down. Miss Hadrath died in a horrible knot accident involving a rabid camel and a barrel full of fireworks. Knot? Accident? <laughs> what else do you call something that was totally on purpose? remember the last time I ate that much. Thanks, Gareth. If I really promise not to try and steal it again, can you tell me what's in the bag? 
Oh, but not right now. Uh, let's head back outside, away from eavesdroppers. Okay, this looks pretty private. Will you please show me what's in the bag? I'm dying to know what's so important that Gareth would risk snapping his neck over. These are what's so important. Seriously? You almost killed yourself over a bag of metal dolls? <clears throat> They're metal hero statues. See? This one has a sword you can move and then put back in its hand. They come with accessories and have moving arms and legs. I'm pretty sure that makes them dolls. These hero statues are made out of something that looks like silver, but isn't. They were also made sometime before the Second Great Apocalypse. Wow, okay. Risking an early trip to the Undertaker makes more sense now. Where were you planning on offloading a hall like that? Well, before you interrupted us, we were headed to the bazaar to find a merchant who sells similar stuff and offered to sell the figurines to them. Really? That was your plan? What's wrong with my plan? Nothing, except for the fact that the market is for regular people, not the fat pockets who collect rare ancient junk. Oh, Gareth, I expected more from a fellow orphanage survivor. I was about to explain why her plan wouldn't work, when a short thief who likes to dress up like a dwarf complicated things. I just haven't hit a growth spurt yet. All right, Professor, if my plan was such rubbish, how about you tell me yours? I was just going to go to the local university and talk to some of the archaeologists. They usually get paid for digs by a small share of the items removed. They would know which wealthy citizens would be interested in acquiring what we found. Mm, not bad. But you probably won't get a very good price trying to sell the metal dolls. <clears throat> metal hero figures? Like I said, metal dolls! If you try to sell all of them to the same buyer, they will think they can get a bulk discount. If you take the time to sell them to multiple buyers, they will know what they are getting isn't unique and won't offer you as much money. <laughs> we should hire you to do all of our cargo negotiations. I take it you have a third option? Of course! You just need a good fence who will buy your loot and then string along the fat pockets until they pay four times what he gave you. Follow me. I'll introduce you to the fence I usually use. He's always been fair to me. Your call, Izzy. You and Elizabeth have the larger share, so you have more at stake. We're trusting you, Tish. Please don't make us regret this. Ah, don't worry. My fence is one of the only ones I know that always treats his suppliers fairly. Tish, I hate to say this, but it looks like the church shut down since the last time you were here. I'm pretty sure this creepy old church was shut down before she was born. Hells, it was probably shut down before I was born. Uh, it's not like Yanleth can open up a stall in the bazaar. Can you think of a better hideout? She's got a point. Lead on, Tish. This is the part in a penny dreadful where the heroine gets captured by a death cult. 
You read that one too? I got my copy after someone threw it out. After reading the ending, I tossed it back into the trash. I mean, really? The heroine ends up with the reformed head priest instead of the man from her village who loved her since they were kids. I know, right? She totally ignored how he risked his life to rescue her from the cult. It must have been written by a man. It sounds like they're speaking in trade, but I have no idea what they're saying. Ha ha. <sighs> Boys. <laughs> Coming back to why we're here, I don't see anyone else in the church. That's because, even though Yanleth owns this property, it isn't where he actually does business. Then why did you bring us here? Izzy, push up the torch bracket you're standing under. Okay... This is my favorite part! Now watch! As I, a little girl, move this solid stone altar with only two fingers! Admit, that's a pretty neat trick. How'd you do it? Yanlef said it's done using counterweights and a bunch of other stuff I tuned out because I got bored. Hold on a minute, and I'll turn on the lights in the shaft. That is a really deep hole in the ground. It's only ten stories down. I stand by my earlier statement. The sooner we climb down the ladder, the sooner you get to sell your metal dolls. Metal hero figures. <laughs> Whatever. I'll go first. Hey, Izzy, try not to fall on me. You're kind of heavy. <laughs> I might be heavy, but at least I have boobs. Oh, like I said, I haven't hit a growth spurt yet. sure which is cramping more, my hands or my thighs from that climb. I am not looking forward to going back up that way. As long as you make a good deal with my fence, he should let you use his back door to get up to the surface. If that's not an incentive to make some bargaining concessions, I don't know what is. Follow me. His front door is down this way. Here we are. I guess Yanleth is out on an errand. We'll just have to wait here until he gets back. How long should we wait? Hmm, until Yanleth gets back, or are you ready to climb back up that ladder? Wait, it is. Uh, oh, huh. Based on the runes carved into the stones around the door, I'd have to date these tunnels to sometime during the fourth Ironbeard dynasty. He's speaking trade, but I have no idea what he's talking about. You would if you paid more attention to your studies, Missy. I'm impressed, lad. Most humans who can read our language aren't able to see the subtleties in the runes that mark which dynasty they came from. I'm a linguist that specializes in ancient languages. And I was adopted by a dwarf. Yep, that would do it. Nice suit. 
I would think you were a well-to-do businessman if I saw you on the street. <laughs> At once I tried wearing a shirt embroidered with ideally stolen goods and walked around the bazaar. While I got several new customers, I was also harassed by the city guard. So, what's my favorite street urchin brought me today? Or should I ask, who she has brought me? My name is Professor Gareth Mintel, and this is my friend, Izzy Morgana. Tisha has led us to believe that you might be interested in acquiring some pre-second grade apocalypse artifacts. She did, did she? Smart last that one. Come in, let's head inside and see what kind of deal we can make. Ow! Gareth, we need to have Tralness take a look at your shoulder. I'm worried you might have torn something. You said Tralness, lass. You wouldn't happen to be speaking of Dr. Tralness Granite Staff, would you now? Well, yes. How do you know him? My name is Janlith Granite Staff. I'm Tralness's younger and much better looking cousin. Tralness is the one who adopted and then raised me. Well, shite. There goes me fleecing you. Dwarves never take advantage of family. Tish, you told us we could trust Yanla to be fair. Yep, Tish is definitely a smart one. She's probably also forgot to mention that she gets a finder's fee for every person she brings me. Hey, a girl's gotta eat. Speaking of which, it's just about tea time. Let me unlock the door and we can discuss business over a meal. Don't ask. Have a seat, you lot. Tell me, Gareth, how is that old sawbones these days? Right now? I would guess he's drunk and trying to seduce as many people as he can fit into his rented bed at the inn next to the airship port. Ah, or as we dwarves would call it, a normal Tuesday. Let's take care of business quickly so I can get pissed with family. Did Trowness ever perfect that formula for the instant sobriety portion he was working on? I could make a fortune selling those on the open market. Oh, it works fine. The only problem is that it tastes worse than his cooking. Lad, I think you might be exaggerating there just a wee bit. You see, Trowness and I shared a flat after he left that septic commune he lived in. While technically what Trowness did could be called cooking, I always thought of it as a crime against nature, and all that is good in the world. Come on, he can't be that bad. Lass, when we shared that flat, Tralness had a rat terrier as a pet. I swear, we had the only dog on Hadronus that didn't lick its balls just because it could. Ours was trying to get the taste of the table scrape out of his mouth. Seriously, Gareth, does it really taste like he's cooking? Uh, yes, yes it does. Damn. Maybe I won't be able to sell it after all. Well, back to the matter at hand. I would offer you a lot some tea, but my stomach is suddenly off. Tish, I know nothing puts you off your appetite. The biscuits are where I usually keep them. Yes! Let's see what you brought me. We recovered 12 of these on a recent expedition. Let me see one of those. Hmm. Yep, perfect condition. This is gonna be a tough decision. Whether or not to buy them from us? No, of course not. I meant who to sell these to. 
There's no doubt that these are pre-second great apocalypse and will fetch handsome prices with collectors. I also have some metallurgist friends who would pay a pretty penny to get their hands on these. Perhaps I should let both sides see one of the figurines so I can start a bidding war. Tell you what, I'll buy the lot of these for a thousand IRD marks apiece. We'll, we'll take, take it. it. Good. Now, let's go find my cousin, as those of us who are of legal age can get drunk off our arses. I still can't get over the fact that Henry ended up making friends with that skull from the underwater temple. It's amazing how much they can communicate with chompers only being able to do one clack for yes and two for no. Henry even used Izzy's workshop to put metal caps on chompers' teeth so the skull could help him out in the galley. Now, Henry only has to use one hand to chop things. Henry just peeled some pig nuts. I think I'll snatch one while they're both distracted. Ouch! I'm cutting you off, Gareth. You've had way too many in the last couple of days. What do you mean? I haven't had any pig nuts in a week. Why do you think it was me? Hmm. You're the only one on the ship who can eat them raw. If it wasn't you, we might have a problem. I think you're right. Alright everybody, we have searched the rest of the ship. If we have a stowaway like Henry and the Professor suggest, they would have to be hiding in here. Sheldon, Izzy, Trollness, I want you three to search port side. The Professor, Henry, and I will search starboard. I guess it was a false alarm. No one over here either. Wait just a tick. Something's off with this row of crates. With this crate, all the nails in the lid, except one, have been removed. And that one nail makes a really good pivot point. Given the relatively small size of the crate, I have a sinking feeling that I know where our stowaway is. Uh, hi, Gareth! Uh, fancy meeting you here! Okay, even I thought that sounded lame. What gave me away? A couple of things. I saw this crate was slightly off-kilter from the ones next to it. Had this airship's cargo master been a human, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. But our cargo master is an Ur, an entire species that suffers from obsessive-compulsive disorder. Sheldon would have made sure that the edges of this crate lined up with the ones next to it. Also, other than you, I'm the only person on this ship who likes raw pig nuts. Are you serious? Yep. What a bunch of weirdos! I agree completely. Why ruin a perfectly good pig nut by cooking it? It's kind of like when they make pickles. You know, where they drown a perfectly good cucumber in evil. Enough about how weird other people's tastes are. Give me your hand. I'll help you out. Oh, thanks. Getting in is easy. Out's a lot harder. Izzy, I found our stowaway. I should have known. 
<laughs> Don't be too hard on yourself, Izzy. Common sense isn't always your strong suit. <laughs> Did you just stick your tongue out at me? Maybe. <laughs> Would either of you two like to explain what in the hells is going on here? Captain Elizabeth Morgana, I would like to introduce you to Tish. It's just Tish. No family, so no last name. Be that as it may, she is still a stowaway, and trade law is very clear on what to do with them. Since she is a child, I'll have Pilot lower the ship to only a hundred feet or so above the water before I toss the little street rat overboard. If you insist on going through with tossing Tish overboard, I'll call for a crew's vote. You know how Rojas feel about children. Besides, it's not like we can't put her to work. Every airship needs a good cabin boy. Two problems with that. The first is, I have never wanted a cabin boy. The second is, she can't be a cabin boy. She's a girl. Uh, so are you. But that doesn't keep you from being a dick. <laughs> Until she pulls her own weight on this airship, cost of her upkeep comes out of your share of the profits, Isadora. You'll be expected to feed her, water her, and make sure she gets plenty of exercise. Any accidents will be your responsibility to clean up. Uh, I'm not some bloody pet! Prove it. Huh. <laughs> Talk about grumpy. I'll have to make sure Elizabeth gets more fiber in her diet from now on. Mr. Fuzzy Bottom! Oh. Uh, I'm. I'm sorry. Before my village was destroyed and my parents killed, I had a stuffed chim doll that looked just like you. I would cuddle with it whenever I got frightened. And he would watch over me. <laughs> I've got you. <sighs> Mr. Fuzzybottom will always keep an eye on you. This has been Gareth and the Lost Island. Episode 6. Starring... Peter McGiffin as the narrator, Henry's translator, and Yanlith Granatstaff. Alan Petty as Travis Granatstaff. Patrick Mallard as Gareth Mintel. Deborah Mallard as Izzy Morgana. Lauren Kong as Elizabeth Morgana. And Jenna Oliver as Tish. Like the listeners, the cast and crew are also trying to figure out how a non-accident involving a rabid camel and a barrel full of fireworks would work. Gareth and the Lost Island was written and directed by Patrick Mullard. 